Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, December eighth, two thousand nineteen is the date stamp. And we are in the building, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Leading off today is your boy, JP, a.k.a. Heavy Handed J, man. Um, RC, he'll be checking in, but, um, you know, as normal, RC is um, hard to find on a Saturday morning, on a Sunday morning, you know, still living that bachelor's life. And um, I always vicariously live through him. I encourage him to continue to be hard to find on Sunday and Saturday mornings and continue to let the weekend nights have him because me, I'm here with the girls, and that says it all. Um, But it all went down. It all finally went down. The fight in the dunes, you know, the the big fight over in Saudi Arabia, Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz. Anthony Joshua looking to regain his lost titles. And Andy Ruiz looking to retain his titles and his claim for fame and his new stardom. You know, was it all a fluke? Was he a one-hit wonder? Was he vanilla ice? Or was he here to stay? That was what what Anthony uh, Andy Ruiz was fighting for, legitimacy. And Anthony Joshua, on the other hand, all the questions had to be answered. You know, people were questioning his, his mental state going into the fight. Did he have that look in his eye, the eye of the tiger? People seeing how he looked in the face-off where Andy Ruiz said that he quit, and Anthony Joshua didn't look very confident in that moment. His eyes seemed to wonder. That doesn't look good for fight psychology. Many of us, myself included, said, man, he just doesn't look confident. He just doesn't look sure of himself. And were these telling signs that Anthony Joshua wouldn't be in the proper headspace going into the rematch to do what he needed to do to get his belts back? and take all those titles back to Britain, back to the U.K.? You know, was Anthony Joshua just this promotionally made hype? Was it all smoke and mirrors? You know, there was a lot of questions that had to be answered on on behalf of Anthony Joshua. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. The fight finally went down, man. Uh, we all were able to check it out. Myself, 
I think after uh, out out what's come out the fight is that there's been a lot of questioning. You know, um, how did Anthony Joshua look in the win? And that seems to be a question that's out there, whether or not people like what they seen last night, this, that, or the other. But fact still remains, Anthony Joshua going out there doing what he needs to do. And before we get to it all, I want to bring in the captain, Willa. How you doing out there from Houston, Texas, Willa? How you doing, my brother? Oh, man, doing good, man. Good Sunday. We got to see some some all right boxing last night. You know, a little boring, but, you know, still exciting at the same time. Very high stakes. A lot on the line yesterday, especially during the daytime. Got that early, early boxing in. Um, bunch of heavyweights. The zone card overall, I think, was pretty weak. But, uh, you know, got to end well. We got to see if AJ was – what AJ was all about. And that's the questions. What is he all about? Did that show us anything? Um, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of people. I think we all had AJ winning, but a lot of people in the public had Ruiz winning. Ruiz let a lot of people down. Um, came in fat as hell. Uh, thought that, uh, so, yeah, we, on Wednesday, we were discussing him coming in at the same weight because that's what he said. He was, first he said he was coming in thin. Then he said he was coming in at the same weight, which seemed good. Then the next thing you know, he weighs, I think it was like 283 or 287, something like that, something around that. So he comes in 15 pounds overweight. Um, Talking about he wanted to get stronger, making excuses. Uh, Yeah, he let everybody down, man. I think that was the biggest point of the weekend. Um, Not exactly what AJ did, but what Ruiz didn't do. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad we get to talk about it. Got to see Charlo put in some work for H-Town. They call it uh, out there in Brooklyn, Texas is what he called it after the fight. Uh, you know, the angry-ass Charlos, these boys are always angry. So he came in, put in some angry work, man. Uh, didn't get to see the ESPN fight, the Navarati fight, man, uh, checking out because I was checking out those uh, football games, man. But, yeah, man, I'm glad we get to get to talk about it. Uh, I see we got – we got uh, – Janelle and RC on, so we got the the whole family in here. I sent the shout out to Sam, see what he see what he's gonna say because he's a guy that didn't didn't make a pick, but I'm sure Janelle's gonna say it went exactly how he thought he was, even though he didn't make a pick either. Let's do it, man. I'm gonna start trimming some of the fat off this thing. Let's go to um, <clears throat> let's get to RC and let's get to Janelle and let's start trimming some of the fat. RC. Bring him on in, man. What'd you think about the fight, my brother? Someone call 911. How about them 49ers? That's all I know. Hey, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, everybody wants to say a lot of things about him being the winkling, <clears throat> Shannon Trump. <clears throat> but, uh, um, you know, I think that the brother is a winner and it's going to be chicken dinner anytime we got the game in the hands of the one, the only, the Italian. Jimmy G. But other than that, um, boxing was okay. Uh, it, it went kind of the way I expected it. Look, man, if lightning strikes in front of my yard one day, I don't think it's going to strike in the same place six months later. Just saying. Andy Ruiz coming in at 283, I believe it was. You fat piece of shit. Like, hey, man, I was thinking he was going to pull this off again and get the AJ out of here. But as soon as I seen that weight, I told you all Friday, I did not make a decision because I was still thinking about it. But after I had much deliberation with myself and, you know, my other self, 
I thought that Andy Ruiz was just You know, my mom always told me if if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So I'll leave it at that. But the way determined the factor of the fight, the way I seen it was going to go, and I expected Anthony Joshua to get a W on you. That uh, I'm not going to say unanimous decision. I'm not going to go that far. But I will say that I thought that Joshua was going to win by decision. So with that said, I'm glad Joshua picked up the dub. I'm glad he's not full as of yet. Still seems like he's got a little bit of hunger in him. Um. But it was a good fight all in all. Um, people don't like to see that kind of a style of a fight. Me, I love the science. I had no problem with it at all. Good job by Joshua. He was definitely very, 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 very cautious. But a good job by him. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to check out the Charlo fight. But I did see the knockout. I mean, <laughs> you know, JP, if you're playing basketball with a, and a white boy is covering you, when if I'm a head coach... I got four X's on my whiteboard, and there's one X that's in the fluorescent highlight. Know what that means? Attack that man. And what Charlo did yesterday, like Willow likes to say, he did what he's supposed to do. And it was a great punch, great knockout. I mean, came from the absolute perfect trajectory. And, I mean, Charlo looked great. You know, he did what he, he he did what he looked like he wanted to do the entire buildup. So with all that said, great weekend for boxing. The heavyweight division is fucking booming, and I'm glad. All right, all right, all right, No, let me say this. I do not want to be petty or nothing like that, but I have to say this. And this goes with Eddie Culebro, um Golden Glove boxing historian, still training, a guy that worked with me and who also worked with Andy Ruiz. He listens to the show, and, uh, uh, you know, he, he he don't like what I say about – he didn't like what I had to say, but I'm going to say it right now. In the same area, Andy Ruiz, shut the fuck up. That's some of the most clown shit I've ever seen since the last time I've been in the circus when I was a baby mustache. Calling for a third fight when you got schooled at the very end, interrupting Anthony Joshua, even though he brought him into the conversation for a quick second, that is some of the biggest clown shit I've ever seen in a long time. And for him to do that, shame on that man. He's a good guy, people's champion type of person, humanitarian, all that good stuff. But that was some straight clown shit, and I didn't like that. And that's it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, that was real Bush League. I agree with you. Um, let's bring in Jamil, get his thoughts uh, on the weekend of boxing, and, man, and we'll start getting into some of the details. Jamil, what's up? Hey, what's going, hey, what's going on, man? How y'all doing? Man, good. You get to see the fight? You uh, see the fights this weekend? Well, well it's the correct will us. I mean that that day I did pick a, a, a AJ. If you read, if you scroll up in the uh, chat room we were in, that when I heard about the twenty pounds gain, uh, I think RC said it, and then I said, okay, I agree. AJ taking this one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. You you right, you know. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So correction, Willa. You know, Willa be hating on me left and right. 
But uh, <laughs> um, according to us, uh, um, uh, Reese, um, it was a slap in the face to boxing last night, man. It was a slap in the face, man. I mean, the guy literally shook up the boxing world, but he had a chance to uh, stamp himself. To, okay, that he wasn't a one-hit wonder, that he wasn't the James Buster Douglas. You know what I mean? Of of this era, that he's gonna put on some more good performances. But yeah, he chose to be fat and gain weight and let and let and let the fame and shit go to his head. I mean, well, you Preach, had a brother. platform to do some good things. I mean, you had a platform. You had a platform to do some good things, man. I mean, you okay? Yeah, he doesn't live an expensive lifestyle, but yeah, but then you saw it. Um, after he beat he was buying Rolls Royce, he's buying all those all this uh. Of rose with gold watches and Rolexes. I'm like, God oh, damn, bro. I mean, you no longer look like all the hungry guys. I'm like, they caught 20 pounds. And then according to him, he hired a a, a, a taco delivery guy as a main chef for this camp. Um, <laughs> and then and then he put on, what, 20 pounds? Because, like, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, what are you doing, man? I mean, it was a complete slap in the face of boxing, man. I mean, he uh, really could have shook up the boxing world, shaved through the BAJ again. And then he could have yep. fought Fury or Wilder. And, you know what I'm saying, he came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? He could have, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, you uh, uh, lost your hunger. I mean, this was a fight that was internationally. It was in Saudi Arabia. The biggest payday of both of those guys' career, I believe. And and the whole world's watching. And he came in 20 pounds heavier than he was the last fight. A flat, blubby-ass motherfucker. I mean, come on, man. That was a complete blackout wow. of boxing. And then we got a heart. And then we got a horrible fight because he showed no heart. He had nowhere near the hand speed that he showed in the first fight. So it's like, it was just horrible, man. That was a slap in the face of the sport. And no fault, AJ. Even though AJ played the outside game and played it very safe on the same note. Yeah, I mean, oh, but then Andy Weir's old boy, he didn't go toe-to-toe. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Shut the fuck up. I mean, really. That shit was disgusting for the sport of boxing. And uh, it's a black eye. And you wonder why. And then we got... You know, MMA guys do well as far as their ratings-wise, and, and, and you wonder why. It's because of guys like Andy Reese, who just slapped boxing in the face. You know what I mean? Because of shit that happened last night. He's just, it's, it's disgusting, man. Tell him, preach. No doubt, no doubt. So, so let's start pulling back the curtain here a little bit, guys. So the big conversation going into the fight, the one that's coming out of the fight, is the wait for Andy Ruiz going in. Now, I happen to be a a body expert on Andy Ruiz. And I told everybody, because I have a very similar body type. So here's the difference with our Andy Ruiz type body type and other people's body type. When you're when you're that build, you're an anomaly being athletic. Okay? No one thinks you're athletic. So you get to you always get the element of surprise. But when it comes to the weight, the difference with our weight and other people's weight, I now go back to um, to high school reunions, and I'm the dude laughing now, you know, because I'm the same exact weight and size I was when I was in the 10th grade. When everybody else weighed 160 and 70 pounds, I weighed 260 pounds, and I still weigh that to this day. Now, I've lifted weights, and the weight has changed some. But the thing about that weight, ours, relative to other regular, different body types, is that we don't gain the 
midlife weight. We stay the same since high school, whereas most people after high school gain the 50, 60, 100 pounds, you know, once they start to go into their adulthood. I knew when Andy Ruiz put on 20 pounds, that would be the detriment of it. And and I question everyone who picked Andy Ruiz. I mean, we get caught in a moment. I'd say we were sipping the Kool-Aid here. In the first three rounds of the first fight, we seen, in my estimation, Anthony Joshua dominate. Uh, able to box, control the distance, and hurt the guy with a devastating left hook. He then got overzealous ahead of his feet and got in into the hornet's nest. Andy Ruiz's little range of combat we'll call it for um for conversation's sake. He has this tiny range of combat. Okay, it's about two feet from his chest is where all his offense is created. He can't jab, he can't set up anything very much. He's just a combo he's a counter puncher who has a very small range of combat. So the 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 schematics of the fight to me was always very simple. Now, yes, all the stuff happened in the first fight after seeing what we were supposed to see for three rounds. Anthony Joshua came in, got some weird clubbing uh, type right hand over his head and never could regain his legs. Um, Coming into the second fight, I was always picking Joshua because I said, okay, he can be smarter and do exactly what he did just better. And that would always beat this style of fight especially with the added weight. So here's the, here's a comparison I wanted to throw out there for people, those who picked Anthony Ruiz, uh, Andy Ruiz. And I'm going to say, y'all don't know shit about boxing. I'm, this is why. It'd be like if you put an extra 10 pounds on Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather, and that'd be good for Pacquiao. When you're the smaller, shorter-limbed fighter, your only chance in the fight is to – be able to dictate who closes the gap. You have to be the guy to be able to control that distance because you can't win the jab game. You understand that? So you have to be the dude who can control closing the gap. And Andy Ruiz has to be able to do that. Now, knowing Anthony Joshua is not going to just fall into your trap again and get overzealous and get it all in your little range and just give you all your chances. Last night we seen Anthony Joshua make a concentrated effort not to get overzealous, not to come within that short range of combat and make Andy Ruiz somehow have to figure it out. And the only other way is what you've seen Mike Tyson do his whole career, being the shorter Shorter-limbed guy, Joe Frazier do, Manny Pacquiao do, all the great shorter, smaller guys, you have to get in that distance. However you do it, you can do it with your feet like Manny does, or you can do it with your head like Joe Frazier and Tyson did. But you got to be able to get away from the jab. And being fatter and slower doesn't help that. And that's crucial, and that was Pretty much the fight in a nutshell, in my estimation, man. After Andy Ruiz came in fat, man, I questioned the whole time, was he enjoying the success too much? You know, and we, we always talk about here on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, hey, some guys reach their comfort level. 
we use Adrian Broner as, as that poster boy for that analogy, uh, a person who just reached their comfort level financially and all that digging deep and, and staying a champion. Here's the thing we're learning about staying a champion. And that's why these, these tenure champions, you got Marquez out here questioning everybody, highly critical. Mayweather's always highly critical of everyone. Julio Cesar Chavez is always highly critical of everyone. You understand these guys are all long tenure champions, and they understand the difference between winning a title and being a champion. That is a mentality. It's not a skill set. And certain dudes just can't live up to that mentality. They can't live it. They can't live the life. And Andy Ruiz is our newest um, poster boy for that, being applicable. You know, Andy Ruiz got out here, too many Modellos, too many Hynas, too many choker fucking chains, and rarely do we get to say that about anyone other than a black dude. But uh, too many goddamn choker chains, too many Modellos, too many Hynas. And, and came out after the fight, and what was most shameful of all, Looks over there at Manny Robles and says, man, I'm sorry. You know, shit, I should have trained. This, this, I, I know I, I got a few millies off the first fight, but this one could have set up my kids' kids' kids. If I could have won this one and then been able to get another one, you know, but he, he didn't think it out that far. And I'm sure um, Anthony Joshua, he'll go on to fight somebody else and take it and, and not – he may give up the, the, the trilogy. I don't know. But I'll say this about Anthony Joshua, and I'm going to pass this along. Um, it was a good fight, in my estimation, for Anthony Joshua. You're not able to win pretty all the time, guys. And a lot of these dudes out here saying it was boring was them same niggas giving Mayweather W's for all them ugly Mayweather wins. For both of them, especially Maidana my, my 1 and Maidana 2. And a whole bunch of other fights where Mayweather used the jab and grab, the right hand and grab, uh, low economy offensively, all these things. We didn't ever question them, but we took them W's, didn't we? So sometimes when you got to do what you got to do to win, that shows discipline, shows composure. It shows the ability to stick to a game plan. It shows the ability to adjust. And it shows the ability to win tough fights where the style isn't complimentary or in your favor. So I, I consider those um, levels and wrinkles in the game where you can come off what you normally do or what you do well and stick to a game plan and win a fight a different way. And so for that, I give kudos to Anthony Joshua. Um, did Andy Ruiz let a lot of, a lot of people down? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you most of all, he let himself down, man. If we're just going to say that you didn't come in and shape Dude, goddamn, you know, how can you expect anyone to get behind you if you didn't at least hold up that side of the bargain? I feel that's the least the fighter could do, and he didn't do that um, by any stretch of the imagination. Just came in fat, man, fat, like fuck it, you know, like shit, just like a dude, uh, you know, hanging out with the fellas type of style, you know, so – not nearly the um, mentality of what we like to see in our heavyweight champions. I believe the division and the world is back restored on its proper axis. Anthony Joshua regaining the title, the the rightful king of those titles, and I'm happy to see him back at the top. Um, Willa, what you got to say about it? Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm with you 100% when it comes to this, man. Um, Andy Ruiz Jr. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. Well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Andy Ruiz Jr. came in there out of shape, talking about he, he self-trained after the fight, talking about he should have listened to his dad, should have listened to his trainer. You know, you had uh, Robles in there looking crazy after, um, during the, after the, the little post-press conference, looking crazy, man, having to answer questions, you know, talking about he might have been injured, talking about, you know, that he was he was there for his fighter that he was the one calling him every day, seeing if he was going to make make it to make it to the training or not. You know, everything that we thought wasn't going to happen to Andy Ruiz happened to him. We thought that he was a down-to-earth guy, that he wasn't going to let it go to his head. And, um, you know, it proved, he, proved us, uh, he proved us wrong. He came out there 15, 20 pounds overweight, stomach sticking out, out, you know, um, yeah, looking crazy, 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 and he didn't do anything. Uh, I, he might have round, he might have won one round to me. Um, Joshua did his thing, but you know, Joshua was out there boxing, doing a lot of movement, doing what he was supposed to do, doing what he had to do, not even what he was supposed to do, but he was doing what he had to do. Because when he did get in there, and he did try to, when he did get in close, and they did exchange, exchange uh, punches. He was getting hit with those hooking shots, and he was stumbling around, ducking around, stumbling around. You know, at one point, I think it might have been the fifth or the sixth round. At the end, he got hit with the shot, and he looked at his corner and was like, you know, what's going on? And I thought it, it, it was going to be the end of him. But he did, you know, but he went back to just sticking that jab out. You know, if you got a, uh, a, a slow, fat guy in front of you, just stick the jab out and do what you got to do. And that's exactly what he did, man. You know, I don't think the fight was boring. Because there was a lot of good shots landed, and and he did, you know, Andy Ruiz did catch him every now and then. He didn't catch him a lot, maybe about five times, five or six times. But when he did hit him, it looked like, uh oh, you know, this could be the end of Joshua. Joshua went in there, um, you know, I wouldn't say he was running, but at the end of the fight, he, you know, he, I would have hoped that he would have laid down just a. I mean, uh, not laid down, would have just stepped up just a little bit and maybe tried to go for the for the knockout. You know, the Klitschko, you know, uh, Klitschko did the same type of thing, did a lot of jabbing, hugging, jabbing, hugging. But then at the end of the day, he was still probably going to knock you out. Joshua didn't go for the knockout, but he did have Andy Ruiz, you know, begging for the, the toe-to-toe. When you got a guy begging for the toe-to-toe at the, end, at the end of the 12th round, you know that you got him, and there's really no no need to ever do that, man. So... Big, you know, the biggest factor I think was Andy Ruiz coming in bad as hell. He, you know, he made the fight where I thought it was going to be a little. I thought he's going to do a little better. You know, I still don't think Andrew Ruiz is that good. Like I said on uh, on Wednesday show, I don't think he's an elite fighter. Um, but he has some, he has elite skills when it comes to his hand speed and his willingness to, uh, you know, to punch in the middle of your shots. But you know, uh, overall, his footwork isn't that good. His head work wasn't uh, his uh, head movement wasn't that good. He was just getting stuck every time Joshua really wanted to throw the right hand and sit down there and throw it. He could he landed it. I don't know why he didn't do it more. I mean I do know why he did it because when he when he missed it and he got hit hit with that right on the top of the head he wasn't you know he was he felt a little wobbly man. So you know I don't know if Joshua's the king. I'm definitely not saying he's the king because he you know he's still scared to get hit, but. Like I think uh, Polly Malinaji said, you know, coming off a knockout, 
coming out to getting embarrassed like that, you might want you you might want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt on the on his first fight coming back. Um, you know, as weak as he did look, he I mean he didn't look weak mentally, but he looked weak to the fact that he didn't really want to get in there and trade. Like he was still questioning his chin, and maybe you know he needs a fight fight or two to get that hundred percent confidence back that he can go in there and trade. But uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna give him a B plus, maybe even an A minus for what he did because he set he stuck to the stuck to the code. He boxed the whole wow, time. Why you giving a British brother a B plus? You giving a British brother yeah. a B plus? Oh oh yeah, shit! I'm not a, oh, that's a yeah, compliment yeah. from you. Even a minus. Hey, you hate them British brothers, man. You hate them British I brothers the, though. No, I don't hate him at all, wow. man. I, I, I wanted, I wanted him nah, to win. Nah, you be talking and he down did what on he British brothers, do. man. Yeah, because but they let me down. Uh, uh, if I piggyback a bit, it's like I said the last show. Okay, I thought his only chance on winning was a jab and grab, or combo and grab, which he didn't do too much of. So I give him a lot of props because I ain't see him. I mean, but but like I said on the last show, it's that it it always comes a, a style in a fighter's career. Like how Junior Jones and Barrera, Ali and Norton, Floyd when he fought Castillo. Okay, now certain guys just, just have you like that. So, of course, you got to just like, okay, get a victory however you can get it and go on to the next guy. And that's what Joshua did. I mean, it wasn't anything too exciting or, or whatever, but the way I see it, Andy Reese is, is a has-been right now. I mean, nobody want to see a third fight, even though he knocked Joshua out in the first fight, but still nobody really thinks that. Keep in mind, Joshua didn't have a – a full camp in the first fight because I uh, wasn't uh, Andy Reese a yeah, substitute filling or whatever. So of course Joshua got that to fall back on also. But like I said, it's on to the next one. It's on the bigger things. Although he made sixty million, I mean, goddamn. <laughs> I mean, I say bigger things, but you know that's a lot of money right there. But nevertheless, you know, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting, the most thrilling uh, performance of his career. But it's on to the next guy, and now you don't have to ever worry about Andy Reese again because nobody want to see a third fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the definitely a caveat to hold aside here is that Andy Ruiz didn't give himself the best shot here. The simple schematics to a fight like this, man, is that the smaller fighter has to make the longer fighter uncomfortable. And if you do not have the endurance, that means you have to hustle more. You have to have a higher work rate than him, right? Everybody Mayweather thought their tactic was to make him uncomfortable by using a higher work rate. And Andy Ruiz shot himself in the foot here, coming in fat. Uh, RC, you still there with us, Sam? You want to get in on this? Uh, no, RC isn't in, but we do have uh, our boy from Seattle, Simon, calling in. Simon, what up, man? Talk about it. Man, what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, man, I just started listening to a little bit of what y'all were saying. Uh, I haven't heard everything, but yeah, I pretty much agree with uh, everything y'all are saying, which is kind of surprising. Um, but um, yeah, man, not every fight's going to be exciting, you know. Uh, you know, no, I mean, nobody. I don't. I can't really think of anybody's fight that was exciting from round one to round, uh, you know, twelve or. It, the stoppage so you know that th- things like that happen also we knew that was the type of fight he needed to fight to win so we kind of be hypocrites to say 
oh, he needs to fight like this to win. And then when he does that to win, oh, it was boring. It's like, oh, my God. Now, you know what I mean? So you just got to be honest with yourself. And, uh, you know, hey, full credit to him. I thought going in, you know, before the weigh-in, I, I was uh, a uh, Ruiz. Once he came in over, switched my pick. I thought uh, I thought Ruiz would do a little bit more, and I thought AJ would do a little bit less, and there would be some controversy in the fight, whether it would be uh, either AJ maybe catching him with something and the ref steps in, so it's like a controversial stoppage, or AJ starts off strong but then kind of fades, and Ruiz has his moments, and then but the decision goes to AJ. But no, AJ, AJ won clearly. I mean, two to three rounds would have been, you know, like would have Ruiz would have been generous. Uh, generous, definitely three. You could have said he won two, but he won that fight clearly. So he did what he had to do. He got the W. Um, you know, as far as Ruiz, uh, I mean, clown. What what else can you say? Just just a clown, you know, and. You know, then you want to campaign for a third fight. I mean, bro, I, you lost all your credibility, your trust. Like, nobody trusts you no more. What makes – if you got your first big payday in your career and couldn't get disciplined enough for your second payday, what makes us think that you're going to be disciplined for your third payday? You see what I'm saying? You are who you are. You've always been this way. You got some talent. You got some skills. But you don't you lack the work ethic and the discipline. So no, I'm sorry, man. We don't want that fight. Uh we don't want a third fight. Um as far as uh AJ, you know, we'll see what he does. Uh it kind of seemed like with the way they were talking was oh, he wants to keep the belts, and I get that you want to keep the belts, that he's probably gonna fight his WBO mandatory uh next. Because it's either – I think he's probably going to have to get stripped if he doesn't fight him. And I believe it's uh, Pulev is his mandatory. So probably AJ fights Pulev and then tries to fight a big fight after that, probably with the winner of uh, Fury Wilder. Uh, well, I wouldn't even say probably. Maybe. Possibly. You know. But maybe a Dillian White rematch because all of a sudden Dillian White got cleared by the UK anti-doping. Come on, man. That's a whole different story. That's shady as hell, that situation. We're, we never heard anything about a B sample or nothing after the initial report. But, yeah. So, hey, man, credit to, uh, you know, AJ. You know, he proved me wrong in that sense. I He did it, He did it. you know, convincingly. Showed me that he showed me the verses. Because with me, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that assume you can do something if I've never seen you do it. But now that he saw me, I saw him do it, you know, box smart, move, and stay disciplined for 12 rounds. He showed it to me. Now he showed me that he has some versatility in his arsenal. But I'm not going to just assume you have it. That's just you got to show and prove, man. He showed and proved. Full credit to AJ. And like y'all was saying, on to the next. Oh, sorry. Blanked out there. Are we still on? Yeah, we still what? on. Oh, yeah, we on. Okay, okay. Um, well, yeah, man, it seems like we all agree here, dude. Um, Andy, 
let himself down, let let all the fans down, everybody who was putting their bet on him. A lot of money went on Andy Ruiz also. Some good odds were in his favor. But that Buster Douglas syndrome. Like, man, I just felt like everybody was sipping the Kool-Aid a bit with the whole Andy Ruiz um, being able to beat Joshua on a good day. I believe if um, Andy Ruiz does come in 20 pounds lighter, he'd be far more formidable, but he still have a mountain to climb in regards to getting around that jab. Um, Andy Ruiz is not a guy who closes the gap with his feet or beating you to a spot. He's a guy, he's a counterpuncher, man, and that was apparent last night. And if Joshua simply just stays disciplined and doesn't get greedy and come within that little range of attack he has, he's pretty easy to keep at the end of a stick. You know, he's pretty easy if you just keep your range. If you if you keep him circling and if you keep him moving, going lateral, I, it doesn't seem to me that, that he can close the gap, man. So, I Well, I mean, Josh it's hard to close the gap when you're fat. I mean, you're, you shot yourself yeah. in the foot by coming in way fat, you know, way out of shape. Yeah. Your feet are going to be He's slow. Fat. You're going to be a plotter. Yeah. You know, He's fat, you're going to be no a plotter because you're carrying too much weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know? no head movement. So, I mean, I mean, but even in the first fight, first three rounds, Andy Ruiz did he never not had do movement. nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, but Joshua was doing the exact same thing, and Joshua came in too close and got greedy. That's how he got caught. Hey, I have a question. And then he got. Hey, I have a question for you. Co- I have a question for y'all. Right. Anybody can answer it. Anybody can answer it. I mean, do you think the first fight had more to do with AJ not having a full camp for Reese, or was it just Reese that night? I think it was I just believe Ruiz, that he got hurt in camp. I think he got hurt in camp, and his legs weren't. No, really no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. It's the fact that he didn't have a full camp and he didn't train uh, properly for Ruiz. That's what I'm asking. I'm just throwing out. I just think it was Ruiz. Yeah. It was just Ruiz. I mean, because even in the, the, the even in the spots, it's like I even in the spots where he uh, did well, I mean, he landed good shots on AJ. It was like, okay, he still he still landed a few shots, and when he did land, you saw that AJ felt it. So it's like if he would have been lighter, which he, I, it sounded like that was the plan, or they made it seem like the plan, he would have been able to close the distance, assumably yeah. easier. But when you're when you're just fat and round and sloppy and just feet stuck in the mud, it's it's easier to move around against a guy like that. It's easier to keep putting the jab out. It just makes it look completely easier. So, I mean, I, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like AJ never got hit and this and that. He was getting hit, and there and when he did get hit, it was like you saw that AJ kind of still had that. Like there were moments where. If Andy Ruiz could have capitalized on it, he could have took him back to that dark place. But he just mm-hmm. didn't have it, you know? Because AJ, I still yeah. saw moments where he got hit, where AJ kind of made a face and kind of did this, uh, you know? It's like, uh-oh, you know? But, you know, he just didn't finish up with it, nothing. But, um, you know, but what, but I don't think it's a coincidence. It's not like, let's not act like AJ came in looking the same way also. He was lighter which I helped him be lighter on his feet. You know what I mean? So he knew he had to work on some shit, too. If it was, if well, that's it was, why I asked you. you know, all these... I mean, that's why I asked you. 
I mean, that's why I asked, okay, do you think it's the fact that he didn't have a full camp to prepare for Ruiz is why he lost the first fight? I'm not saying that's what no, I believe. But, I'm just saying. No, cause that's dude, this, you're missing the point. Even if he had a full training camp, he still would have came into that fight looking like a bodybuilder muscle man. He learned from Ruiz he made that he needed to he made, work on his body. Yeah. All right, that's fair. So he learned from that. That's fair. Because even against the Vladimir flight, where he was a fight where he got dropped and there were like three, four rounds in a row where he was gassed, but Vladimir couldn't capitalize on it. Because he won that fight, he felt like he didn't need to work on his body as far as taking muscle off. It took him losing, even though we all have mentioned at least one time before, this dude is way too muscular. For It's like it's not it's a boxing match. This ain't a bodybuilding contest. But it took him losing for him to say, you know what, I need to do that. And they even said they stayed away from the weights and they just did strictly boxing. And see, I, I disagree yeah. with that theory. I, I think his uh, his loss of weight and lo- less uh, muscle mass has been a detriment to him. Uh, I think his resistance has been lower since he started take, t- taking off the muscle. I think when he had that muscle on, you seen him get up from Vladimir's punch and start talking to Klitschko, tell him, I'm going to get you in a minute, and went and got him. Um, that's when he so how do you did, explain the Ruiz he, fight, the first fight? He kept going down, and he was muscular in that fight. No, well, he was far less muscular than he was by that time from when he flopped. Well, but also, but also, also, he took two temple shots on that first knockdown we never recovered from. On the, on the I mean, I don't, I just don't care about that, dude. The man kept going down. That's rare. He quit. And he quit. I'm just saying, you know, like, so temple shots make you quit. Like, I don't get it. Like, does it make you go keep going down or does it make you quit? Like, I don't get that. The fact of the matter is he kept going down, and he was very big in that fight. He was just as big as he always was. He was big and muscular. No, he wasn't. You know? No, he wasn't. He's been losing oh, weight okay. for, for, like, the past two years now. He, he's not nearly been that I don't same. know about all that. I mean, he's, he's, always, been, he's always had that Frank Bruno physique. He's always had that Frank Bruno of physique, which made him a very robotic. Yeah. Uh, he's more skilled than Frank Bruno in my eyes. I think he's, he's more skilled than Frank Bruno, though, but he's always had that Frank Bruno physique. Always. Well, if, right. y'all, Very if, well. if y'all saw the, uh, if y'all saw the, um, the after-fight uh, interview that he did with, maybe not the zone, but, uh, well, no, that he did with the zone. He did one with Scott Sports, and he did one with the zone in the ring. And he was, you know, the guy at the zone was like, well, I know you've told us there's a reason why you've lost that fight. And, and AJ was like, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you. Did y'all see that when he was like, I'll tell you off the air what it was. But there there, there was something. It might have been something fishy going on with his uh, with that first training camp. So, you know, he didn't get – he got a full training camp because he, he had to fight. Then pull out the just, fight. Like, I mean, I don't – under like, I, you guys got to stop making excuses for these dudes. He makes a lot of money every fight. He don't need the money. He's not fighting check for check. So, if there was an issue, no, pull out. Not. So it's like not no, no, like like no no no. If we're gonna do that, we're gonna do that for everybody. Look, so if we're gonna do that, if if it was a training camp issue for uh, uh, AJ the first fight, well, according to Ruiz, he had a training camp issue. He couldn't stay away from the taco truck. 
So, no, no. AJ, you lost. Ruiz, you lost yesterday. That's it, man. No excuses, man. I'm down. I'm not making this excuse. I'm just saying, okay, now he prepared for somebody else, and then that fight got pulled off, so he didn't fought Reese. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you hold well, like If you huh? feel like you're not, you don't have enough time, then pull out then. If you, to me, this is the way I look at it. Whether it's baby mama drama, injuries, knocked out and sparring, uh, not enough time to prepare, you still decided within yourself that that doesn't matter. I'm still going to fight on this day, and I'm still going to fight this dude, right? Once you do that, no excuses. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, man. For Luis, it's back to um, back to the middle of the pack and jockeying for position. For Joshua, is back to the top um, in the same conversation with Wilder and Fury. Uh, one thing we had discussed before we move on is whether we think Joshua will get back into that conversation with fighting Wilder. Do we think when, when, when will that conversation pick back up? Everybody's saying Joshua's going to take those belts, run back over to the U.K., and continue the rest of his career fighting the Dillian Whites, the Chisoras, and whoever else they want to throw over there and make plenty of money, and he'll never come get stiffened up like a lot of us can see happening versus Deontay Wilder. So what do we see happening there? Uh, what what you think about that, man? Well, like Tom said, um, he's about to fight these mandatories. And I think it's going to be – I think it's got – I think he has two mandatories. And, you know, these guys only fight two times a year, right? So I think uh, he's got uh, Usyk uh, and Chizora, the winner out of – I think, but, you know, that's probably going to be Usyk more than likely. So he's got the the winner out of Usyk and, and uh, Chizora and then uh, Pulev to fight. So, you know, and then he said he wasn't going to say – you know, he's been at the during, – during the interview, he was like he's not going to say anybody's names. He wasn't going to say Fury or Wilder. Um, he's not saying those names. They're doing their own thing. These guys are doing good. You know, he was taking the good guy approach again on those guys. So, I don't see it happening. Uh, it might not happen next year, man. This guy, they got the – they got he got his belts back, and he might take him take him uh, take hold of him. You know, like Simon was just in mission one. But from what I was hearing, there's – that's that Usyk fight out there also uh, that he's going to be mandatory. I think that's for the the W or maybe I, I I don't know which one it's for, but it's for one of the belts. He's a mandatory for that. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that fight next year, man. And, you know, we might see a, a Wilder Fury 3 depending on how that goes. So, uh, hey, who knows, man? You never know, you know, like, like uh, Janelle said at the beginning, I, I down the UK brothers, and this is this is the reason I down them because you never know with these guys. Are they going to step up to the plate? And he's probably not going to do it, man. I can see him holding it up till uh, 2021. We might we might see it early 2021 because uh, he's going to milk these. He's going to milk these belts for as long as he can. Yeah, nobody happier than Eddie Hearn. Janelle, your thoughts on this one, man? Is are these things? You know, we don't need Liam Neeson to go get these goddamn belts back. I, are you asking me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. 
Janelle, go ahead. Uh, what'd you ask me again? Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, go for it. Uh, what was you asking me though? What was the question? Oh, okay. Is uh, is AJ gonna take the belts, man? Is he gonna take the belts and run, or is he gonna get back in that Wilder conversation and let us get that fight? Um, I don't think he's fighting Wilder anytime soon. I, I mean, uh, I'm keeping mind less than a year ago, man, he was knocked out, and Wilder poses a never knockout uh, threat to him. Uh, um. I, 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 I'm some say he might duck Wilder completely, but I mean, I, I, I'm before the Reese first fight. I saw I saw the fight happening down the road. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, I don't think he fights Wilder at all, unless Wilder gets a serious injury or gets knocked out or something. I don't think he's gonna fight Wilder. He's gonna fight those UK guys and just build his brand over there. Hey, he's got a lot of money to make over there, man. Shit, shit he came up with knockout losses and still got sixty million in Saudi Arabia. I mean, goddamn. But a knockout loss from Wilder at this point literally might end his career, honestly. Sorry, yes, sir. What you think is going to happen here, man? Man, you, you, I mean, I, I kind of hinted at it already. I think, I think he's going to go the mandatory route, you know? Um, you know, uh, and depending on how the Fury Wilder situation plays out, I mean, he might not have no choice as far as not fighting them immediately because, um, you know, there's the whole rematch clause thing in the third fight too, where the winner, the winner of the second fight gets 60, 40 and the loser will have the opportunity to, uh, take the rematch, uh, the third fight exercise the clause. So we might see them, we might see Wilder Fury fight two times in a row. And, um, but as far as, uh, you know, him fighting the winner eventually, I think, um, you know, I, I've always felt like Wilder was just a bad – I mean, I think they're both bad matchups for him, you know. Um, I would favor both of them pretty handled, pretty pretty clearly, you know, uh, over AJ. Um, I think they're both bad matchups for him uh, for different reasons. But, you know, there's something to be said about uh, – you know, I mean, I'm just going to say – I mean, I mean, this is just my belief. It's not me – you know, I can't prove it. But, you know, there is the American versus, you know, British factor, and – you know, they're very proud people, man. You know, they support their people, you know, their fighters and stuff. And, you know, I just don't think, you know, AJ, his people, you know, the Brits, you know, they don't want to see an American knock him the fuck out. You know, they don't mind, you know, getting getting outpointed by Tyson Fury in a domestic match. You know what I mean? So, but um, I just think the whole getting brutally stopped, which is pretty highly likely it ha- that happens. They don't want to see that happen. So um, I just I just don't see the Wilder fight happening. I, if you ask me which one's more likely, I definitely think it's Fury. Yeah, I agree. I think everybody agrees with that one. Uh, I think that'll just about do it for the whole Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua conversation, man. Back to the top goes Joshua. Back to the to the the Joshua Parker and the you know Big Baby Millers goes Andy Ruiz. But still a lot of money to be made for Andy Ruiz, and we'll be interested to see what he does next. Um, now makes himself a contender for sure. Has a fan base, has some notoriety now, so 
him coming back and bouncing back and being in shape in his next fight, you know, the the, the I don't think the book is closed on Andy Ruiz. So I think we'll see him again and this guy will um, be back in some type of belt contention somewhere. Um, the only it's crazy that you fight, have to put in that caveat, yeah, if he's in shape, you know, it's like that should just be, re- you know, required anyway. But with this guy, yeah. we have to really wonder that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, I think, shape, you know, you know and maybe for his story, maybe this is that awakening, man. You know, maybe this will be – we'll look back in three years and be like, you know, this that was the best thing that ever happened to him, you know. And next we'll see a Andy Ruiz coming in in a year, 240, fucking damn near with a six-pack and knocking people out. So who knows? Maybe it will work out that way for him. But in the moment, it's not a good thing, and it doesn't uh, seem to trend well. We've seen Adrian Broner doing similar things after having a lot of success. And, man, it's just a story Adrian of Broner man. never said he self-trained. No. Remember, no, no. Ruiz said he self-trained. I think the last guy that said he self-trained was, uh, well, no, it was uh, Shumanoff and uh, Donaire. Remember when Donaire trained on the phone with uh, Robert Garcia leading up to the Rigondeaux fight? Yeah, you saw how that worked out for him. <laughs> trained on the phone. Training on the phone. <laughs> yeah, and it's more of the it's a story of a man, man. You know, shit, men, men will do this. You know, hey, you give us a lot at once. It's no telling what'll happen. That's why they say, you know, it's a problem when a young man finds wealth as a young man. You know, you know, man is supposed to find wealth as an older man because you have fucking you know what to do with it. You have some experience, but now you know, hey, one last thing, man. man. I mean, it's more sad though. It's more sad to Reese because of the fact that uh, he came out the blue collar way. It's not like he had a platform. You know what I mean? It's not like he came out an Olympic gold medalist, or he had a platform that he's the next uh, Chavez, like Canelo had the platform. You know what I mean? And this guy came out like Marvin Hagler way. Man, his, uh, Hagler's first fight he made like fifty bucks. I'm um, Reese's first fight. He, man, he made hardly anything. So it's like, come on, he should took this shit way more seriously, man. He really should have. He dis- It's like Bernard Hawkins said. You, mean, you just quit the sport of boxing, it'll slap you in the face, man. Oh, something like that. He said. Yeah, he got. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he got slapped in the face. But one thing that I didn't take that I didn't take seriously is AJ uh, Anthony Joshua's rhyming. Did y'all did y'all hear any of that stuff where he was like, "It was so nice, I had to do it twice," and something about the a, a three p. Yeah, that guy. You know, even though he got the win, he's still a cornball. Um, and a guy like that ain't beating uh, ain't beating Wilder, man. So that's all. That, that's all, that's what that's what I want to say. I think I think we all agree on like, that. You know, I don't know anybody. Hey, that's that more Willow like. He hate you, K. Wilder. <laughs> that's more Willow like. Oh yeah, that's definitely one thing that came out the fight, man. Uh, he doesn't come out of this thing with flying colors. I'll say that much. Um, Definitely some scary moments. He had that uh, really scary and doesn't make you feel confident look toward the corner. You know, so he still has some things to work out. So if you're a Joshua fan, you ain't feeling that great. You're happy you got out of there. But that seems to be kind of the trend in Joshua fights. It's going to be some scary moments. You know, this guy, oh, even Dillian White wobbled him. You know what I mean? So, He's going to get hit. He, he may get hurt. He may get dropped. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens Connor, here. Is that going a little bit too far? 
at the moment? Is he a heavyweight con? <laughs> no, I'm just. I don't. I'm not saying he is. I just asked the question. I don't. I, I don't. I think that's a little, a little much. But you know what I mean? Is he a heavy? Is he a heavyweight con? You know, where no, you just don't no. know what you're gonna get every night not as yet. far as not yet. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't take it that far yet. Not yet, man. Well, I don't know about you guys, but the only other fight I've seen this weekend was the Charlo fight. Is there anything else we want to fill him in on, Willa? No, that's the only thing I fought. I, I, uh, I tried to check out the Korobov-Eubanks fight, but that, you know, that oh, one I've ended that. Uh, Yeah, with Korobov getting hurt. You know, I thought that was going to be a good one. I want to see what Eubanks can do. You know, he is another one of these U.K. brothers. Um, but he's all right. I think he's all right. He's coming down the middleweight. I want to see see if he had something for Charlo, but we really didn't get to see it. Korvalov got, I think he injured his his shoulder or something like that, and walked out of there. And that was all she wrote on that. And I didn't. Hey, I didn't get am to I see tripping? That. Hey, hey, Will, am I tripping? Because uh, you be listening to those interviews and a lot of that shit more than me. You be paying more attention. But I think Eubank tried to take credit for Dog's injury. You know. I think he did. When he was getting interviewed by Gray, I think he was like, oh, I hit him with something, and then, you know, all of a sudden he was pointing yeah. to the ref. I was like, nah, man. Like, yeah, oh, no, God, yeah, he dude. tried to. Yeah, he tried to. That nigga burnt out. He burnt for that, man. But he was looking terrible, if you ask me. Just for barely what we saw, it looked like uh, Korobov was going to give him a boxing lesson. Um Eubank was super flat-footed and stiff leg on his back leg. I'm like, man, that is a very odd-looking technique for a professional. His back leg just looked really stiff. He seemed to be just pulling back in a straight line, and Korobov was all... Most European fighters are like that, though. Most European fighters fight like that. And um, Korobov was already tagging him up with the straight left hand, already starting to line him up. So, yeah, I don't think it was boding well for um, old Eubank, just in what we've seen. He, to me, he's lucky he got out of there. Yeah, I agree, man, because Korbot, man, I mean, even against Charlo, he had no issues landing that straight left all night, you know? He's got a really good straight left. I mean, he was even beating Andy Lee before he got caught, you know, uh, by Andy Lee with a right hook. But I agree, man. It looked like, you know, it looked like, uh-oh. This might be a long night for uh, Eubank, but then all of a sudden his shoulder went out and everything. But um, So I'm fortunate that it's going to go down as a TKO for Korobov, but uh, I just thought that was – I thought I heard it, and I was like, maybe I'm tripping. I was like, I think he just tried to take credit for uh, Korobov's injury. But, yeah, okay, I was right. He did. That guy's tripping. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't looking too good for him, but Korobov is a tricky guy, and, you know, you got to figure him out. So I – you know, I don't I don't know how good it was gonna go, but it wasn't looking too good that early, but I wanted to see what he had. I wanted to see if Eubanks can do something and Korbop would have been a good challenge, but we didn't get to see it. So, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll get to fight Charlo next or one of the guys, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh I, I could not see Eubank and that be just fine. Um uh, other than that, man, what else? Anything else we need to talk about before we talk about Charlo? No, no that was it. They had, they had a fight on ESPN. I don't think anybody watched that. The Navarati fight. Uh, I didn't catch that one at all. 
I forgot. Oh, my, I, I, you guys, did you guys already talk about Povetkin and Michael Hunter? Michael Hunter? No, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, oh, and not even I just think, that. What about Dillian White going life and death, dude? Flappy and sick. Yeah, Dillian White. You gotta give. You gotta give Dillian White a. Oh, okay. You gotta give Dillian White a pass on that. Okay. No, no, we didn't talk about Michael. Oh, you wait. Oh, you didn't talk about Dillian White. No, we didn't talk about it. We we had just started. We started with the uh, with the uh, main event. So we didn't talk about anything. Okay. So we that Dillian White fight though. You know, he he went life or death with that guy. I mean. He beat him most of the rounds, yeah, but it was it was a lot of it was a lot of close rounds. He was getting peached up, but, but you got to give that man hurt, you got to give him a break. It didn't seem like he ever hurt uh, homeboy. It didn't seem like he ever hurt Walk. I don't think he hurt him, but there's some couple moments where it seemed like Walk kind of was hurting him. You know, uh, you know, you know. I mean, I guess close fight and everything, but and, I, and look, yeah, he did. I mean, he did take the fight on short notice. I mean, you could just tell by his weight. I mean, I don't think he ever came in that heavy. I mean, he was two seventy, but. Well, they said Dillian White was fat because of that VADA testing. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they 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 all of a sudden, you know, um, you know, he gets popped or something. They say no B sample. You, you just know, contradict they, yourself, Simon. You just what? contradict yourself. How did I contradict you myself? Blaming on on the short notice, on the short notice. But that's what we were talking about of AJ. No, I'm talking like, about there's no excuses. No, I'm talking about him being fat. He was fat. On, he did take that fight on short notice. That's why he was fat. His weight, not his performance. I mean, if you take it, you take it. He was overweight. So yeah, nice try. Nice try. Just sit in your little seat and just relax. No, same shit. Same uh, shit. No excuses. No excuses. Same shit. No, I'm not making no excuses. I'm telling you. I'm, you're I'm not making you no. Are. I'm that not was making no excuses, man. That was a piss. That was good. You just say well, making well, excuses well, would be me, me saying like, oh, you know, well, why did you I was well, just criticizing him for how that's he was using. But that's what you just dog, said, dog, dog. Listen, Yo. man, if you want to do this back and forth with me, like Yo. I keep telling you, I'll destroy you easy. You're just you're lightweight no, for you, me, bro. You ain't got it, dude. Just stop never, it. never, never that, never that, never. You that. ain't got it. Everybody knows it, dude. You're a fan of mine. On the old got smashed. Relax. On the old show, you got smashed. Anyways, but anyways. Uh, Dillian White in that whole situation with the, the drug testing, you know, um, you know that shit was shady, man. There was no B sample that came up. All of a sudden, he gets cleared, and his body looks totally different and shit. You know what I mean? It's like Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders popped dirty. He was claiming it was nasal, nasal spray and all this stuff, and all of a sudden, he can't make 160 no more. And he's looking chubby at 168, man. I, I think people always trying to say, you know, Oh, you know, the drug testing in America and all this stuff is shady and all that. I don't know, man. We got some serious questions about over there in the UK, man. Some of them guys has been and then there's always been, you know, a little bit of shadow of a doubt with AJ and stuff like that. With just how small he was when he was an amateur and how much he gained a muscle. Oh, that's a fact. But oh that's a fact. But yeah, man, so you know, White, you know, I know he's been campaigning for a while for a, a wilder fight and everything, but Man, dude, he's just his def. He's just his defense and his balance and like just you know I don't know, man. Maybe he sees something he thinks he could capitalize on Wilder, but he's just right in line for that right hand. And I've seen him get dropped before, multiple times. He got stopped by AJ. I don't know, man. I think Dillian White needs to reconsider that Wilder fight because I know he really wants it. I doubt I doubt he gets it, man. And I I would 
I doubt he gets that fight. But I wouldn't uh, put too much on this last fight with that guy. What's his name? Bach or Wach or whatever. You know, it seemed like he was in the – you could tell how sad he was. I think he was in a bad place. The way it sounds, it sounds like to him that he didn't do anything wrong. It feels like, you know, that's what's going on. I know it sounds shady. We haven't got the B sample. But the way he's been pushing it, the way he's been, you know, I think he's even suing. Maybe he got some legal, something going on with it. So, you know, he looked bad. He looked real bad in that fight, but it was two weeks notice. And, uh, you know, he's been going through it. So I'm not going to take that fight. I mean, of course he was stressing out, man. He was looking at a 10-year suspension. And at his age, a 10-year suspension, I mean, you might as well just retire and find something else. Yeah, you're it. You're not fighting no more. So – that's what it was. I don't think it was. I don't think it was really him thinking, "Oh, I didn't do nothing" or this and that. I think it was what he was up against uh, over there, and then they found a way to circumvent the system, man. Because just the whole situation just seemed shady, man. But, um, but no, it was a pretty entertaining fight. But it was just funny, just white man, just struggling with that dude. But, um, but nah, man. I mean, but the Michael Hunter fight and everything. I mean, that was a good fight. I thought it was a fair decision. Uh, you know, they both had their moments where they rocked each other. Uh, I thought Michael Hunter, for being the smaller guy moving up, showed more dog, was the one willing to really, you know, bang when they had to. I mean, it was Pavekin holding on a lot. And uh, they talk about maybe doing a rematch and everything, but that's a very underrated win for Usyk. Uh, you know, Usyk beat Hunter at Cruiserweight. That's a very underrated win for, win for Usyk, you know, so uh, but that was, a, you know, that was a pretty good fight. You know, overall the card was decent, but uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch of those two guys. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say about them, them heavyweight fights. Yeah, I had Pavekin. I think I had Pavekin up in that fight, man. But I think it was a, you know, it was all right. They were both looked a little sloppy in there. Hunter, you know, I wanted to see exactly what he had out there. You know, he's been. I think he knocked out the last two heavyweight guys he fought who were who were nobodies. He stepped up against Pavek and he hurt him a couple of times, especially I think that was the eleventh that he had him days, might have had him out of there almost. But he didn't look like he didn't look like he was that skilled the way they've been talking about. But, you know, we'll see. He was he's smaller guy, even though they sort of weighed I think he weighed two twenty seven and Pavekin weighed two twenty nine, so he wasn't that much smaller, but you know, His frame, I, though, he had a small frame compared to Pavekin. Pavekin's yeah, yeah, shoulders he was, and all that were wide. Were you know? a little wider, yeah. Yeah, Pavekin. He looked, you know, Pavekin came in there. I thought he was going to get whooped. It was a pretty good fight, man. Probably the best fight of the night. But that's not really, that's not saying, as far as action-wise, that's not saying a lot, man. But uh, I had Pavekin winning it, but I could see the draw. I wasn't mad at the draw. Yeah, man. Uh didn't see it, but um, didn't see that Charlo. We can move him there, I think it's safe to say at this point. Uh, who was it? Hogan? A lot of people thought Hogan beat Munguia in Mexico City, but uh, Munguia slid out of there with a uh, decision in his favor. But Jamal Charlo, man, came out there and was violent last night. Like, violent. Um, looked sharp. Uh, had this game, had a uh, a technique or, you know, a wrinkle in his game that I don't see in most fighters in my estimation. That being, you know, a lot of real short uppercuts with really good timing and, and leverage on them and ability to, like, end a fight. 
you know, so um, Jamal Charlo, um, you can question the competition. I think Hogan is a game fighter, game versus anybody, but just was completely outgunned by a Jamal Charlo at 160 pounds that looks filled out, looks to be in his prime. Um, we heard about his new child journey. We heard plenty about journey, um, and um, that's a good thing and all that, but Jamal Charlo looked really impressive, looked really strong, looked really fast, looked really sharp um, versus Hogan last night. And um, I think it's an alert for the middleweight division. Whoever dares to stay there, you got somebody to fight. Willa, what do you think about Jamal? Man, Jamal did uh, Jamal did exactly what he was supposed to do. You know, the last fight he fought against, I think his name was Brandon Adams a guy who he didn't get the knockout because he was doing a lot of running. Um, Dennis Hogan, he was doing a lot of running too, but he also, he was stopping fight every now and then. And that's when he was getting caught. Uh, Charlo didn't look the best. He's doing a lot of wild punching, but he was trying to knock the guy out. You know, he's angry. You know, these Charlo brothers, like I like to say, they're the angriest guys in boxing. Um, and he was out there angry, swinging away, trying to get the knockout. And he did what he was supposed to do, a showcase fight out there in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, I think he's, that's like his second home. The Charlo brothers seem to fight out there all the time, especially Ma. Um, you know, Hogan did what he was supposed to do, got in there and got whooped. Um, people are talking about the size advantage or whatnot. He fought Hami Munguia. Munguia is just as big as, uh, just as, big as Charlo. And some people say he won that fight. In fact, I think even though I'm a Munguia fan, I think I had Hogan winning that uh, winning that fight against Munguia. So Hogan tried what he tried what he came in got. Then it might have been the third round where he got hit with that uh, that uh, made him do a whole uh, whole, uh, a whole flip, um, you know, roll around on the on the on the man. He didn't he didn't go in for the kill after that. He just Waited out his time, waited till another three more rounds. I think he got him out of there in the sixth round, I believe. Dropped him, slept him. Tried, he couldn't walk back to the referee. Referee waved it off, man. So, yeah, give an A to Charlo. Wasn't an A plus. He did a lot of – he missed a lot of shots. He was doing a lot of wild swinging. I like, like to see him be a little more precise, especially when you're fighting a guy like that. But I can understand that he was, uh, you know, he was trying to prove a point and make this an event out there especially after the Eubanks fight ended like that, man. So good fight. Uh, it was a good way to end off the night night of boxing. And, yeah, man, that's it. That's all I got to say on that one. Charlie look good. Charlie and Janelle, jump in there. Uh, no, nah, man, I pretty much agree with what y'all were saying, man. I mean, uh, he did – to me, the fight was very – Danny Garcia, Rad Salka type level where, you know, bring the guy up a little and get a showcase. So in that case, you have to, you know, look good, get the knockout and everything, which he did. So, um, yeah, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, I like to see, I like the fact that I've seen uh, the, uh, him mix up his punches better. Cause I think one of the weaknesses about the Charlos is that uh, they don't really mix up their punches. They're very one, two heavy. And to see him, you know, mixing uppercuts and stuff like that, and even that finishing shot, that hook, uh, was good to see, you know, see that he's working on things and all that. Because uh, I hadn't really seen him do that since, like, the Julian Williams fight when he uh, stopped Julian Williams. But, um, you know, it, I, 
you know, you got to give him, and also got to give him credit for the fight because of the Magia factor. Like, Magia was way bigger, and, you know, I thought he lost, too. So it's like, so if Magia went, you know, did that, couldn't do anything with him, and then Charlo did, then, yeah, you got to give him credit for that. Uh, as far as that middleweight, I don't think it really told me anything at middleweight. Like, what's he going to be able to do? I still need to see more from him. Uh, hopefully, we get to see uh, Derevichenko, Canelo, um, you know, Andrade, uh, Golovkin, somebody, you know, fight him next so we can see. I know I know Golovkin and Canelo kind of been talking down on him, so that tells me they don't want, you know, that's always that radar, that radar that tells me, ah, oh, this guy don't want to fight. It's like, but Charlo was saying the same thing about Andrade, talking about he don't bring nothing to the table. Hopefully he changes his mind, and we because that's a guy that's willing to fight Charlo. So, you know, if you complain about guys ain't willing to fight you, then all of a sudden you can't start picking and choosing, in my opinion. So he, if Andrade's the guy that makes the most sense and is willing to fight, then I want to see him versus Andrade. If not, then Derevichenko, because we know Derevichenko will fight anybody. You know, so that yeah, those fights makes sense. I think sense, they're all, Yeah. They're all upgrades over uh-huh. the fights he's been getting. You know, we can't say we – of course, those ideal fights that we want – but if we want him to step up, they're all step-up fights from what he's been fighting. So we can't complain if he does that. Yeah, I think Dervinchenko will be a good aim. Um, that, that's a fight that will put some, some status under him. It's going to be interesting to see where Canelo levels out at. I can't see Canelo fighting anywhere other than at 160 pounds really competitively. So I don't know what the hell he's going to do, but it's going to be um, interesting to see where he levels out at and um, tries to have some tenure. Um, For Triple G, it's kind of one of those fights where it's like, you know, I'd be putting a guy over if he beats me. At this point in Triple G's career, he's looking for the biggest check he could get. Guy's 35-plus years old. So... Triple G's scalp right now to a younger fighter who's looking to get over is valuable. And there's still, you know, some fight left in the guy. So, you know, if you're Triple G, you're not looking for a Charlo, and understandably so. But Andrade um, and Jamal, now in Jamal's case, he's looking at Andrade and he's saying, well, I got a little more status than this guy, and guess what? Probably it'll be a tough fight. If he, you know, it's going to be a tough stylistic fight. Uh, there's no need to fight this guy necessarily. So, you know, it's some posturing on everyone's side going on there, but he's going to need to um, make more noise than he has. Dennis Hogan, uh, not not a schmuck, not a, not, a, not a bum, but obviously not on the level of a Jamar Charlo. Um, we've got some fights coming up within the next couple weeks. I know that we got the Harrison, Jamel, um, I'm, I'm psyched for that one. If Jamel is able to look anything like his brother, you know, these guys seem to keep that energy. The both of them seem to keep that energy about them. And I'm interested to see if he can harness all that energy and be tactful enough to get the job done versus Harrison with all the, 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 the real animosity going on between the two of those two. So, that, that'll do it for us. Willa, you got anything else, guys, with your final thoughts? What you want to talk about? 
No, man, that's uh, it, man. Um, yeah, that was it for me. I, the only thing I would say about, uh, you know, my, about Jamal Charla and who he was fighting next is uh, that uh, he was keeping it very business-like when asked uh when asked who he would who who he wanted to fight in the post fight interview and the post fight uh press conference you know there was a lot of questions about uh um Andrade there was a lot of questions about Dervinchenko and you know his thing was you know if if the money's right and the timing's right so i don't know hopefully Charlo makes the big fights and he you know i know he's looking for Canelo he's trying to get paid i know that's the big payday that's what he's looking for triple g but if he doesn't fight one of them, hopefully he will fight Dermachenko or Andrade. Um, it seems like he didn't. It seems like he would fight him, but then again, he was using that, you know, money and timing aspect of it. So we'll see how that goes, man. But besides that, man, we don't really have nothing. I think uh, Terrence Crawford's fighting next next weekend, fighting uh, Mean Machine, Igis Cavalascus, whoever that is. Uh, Diego De La Hoya is fighting uh, Rinson Robles. Not sure who that is. Uh, Tiafimo Come, the fight of the week next week. That's the real fight. Tiafimo Come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tiafimo Come. Yeah, they're fighting on the uh, Terrence Crawford. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the real fight. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you're right. That is the real fight. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so we'll definitely be we'll definitely be talking about that on Wednesday. We got some all right fights. And then Virgil Ortiz is fighting on Friday. Biting up Brad Solomon, whoever that is, but you know Virgil Ortiz, up and coming guy, one of these young bulls, knocking everybody out, doing their thing, man. So yeah, yeah, we got some, we got something to talk about on Wednesday, man. Definitely that Tiafimo versus what you call it for the uh, that's that's for uh, to unify, correct? No, no, that's to fight uh to fight Lomachenko. Yeah, basically oh, yeah. they're just fighting for the I believe it's the IBF title because Lomachenko right. has three of the titles right now, but the winner will uh, face Lomachenko next for the, I don't even know, is it under, I mean, you know, we can get into that another time, the whole undisputed franchise, all that, whatever that shit, but yeah, they're all going to yeah, fight it's, for all It's no longer undisputed. Next, yeah, you know, that's the real fight, though. That's that's the fight. That's one of the fights I've been looking forward to. I've been look, I was looking forward to this fight, Ruiz, AJ, but then Ruiz kind of ruined it for everybody. The second fight was Tiafimo Kome, and then the third one was Charlo Harrison. And they're all yep. coming week back-to-back, week, you know? So it's going to be, it's going to be to a good back. you know, way to end the year, you know? Yes, sir, definitely. And we got that Danny Jacobs, uh, Cesar Chavez, too, man. I know it's probably going to be a Washington, but, you know, I'm always Even if it, if it happens, if it happens, they – they already have Gabriel Rosado on the undercard just in case Chavez Jr. pulls out. <laughs> they already they actually yeah. admitted that too. So uh to step in for uh, Chavez Jr. and fight Jacobs. But uh yeah, man, uh but before I end uh we you know, I'll show you guys end the show and everything. Uh I just wanna say one thing to JP. Your Lakers are looking pretty good, JP, I gotta say. Just being honest. You're looking fantastic, man. I am. Uh, yeah, y'all know I made that prediction earlier. You all laughed. You all laughed. And um, looking fantastic. No, I don't think they're going to win the chip. Gonna... That's a whole different discussion. But I'm just saying, you know, when you when, when I'm impressed, I give credit. I mean, you know, whether it's boxing, you know, basketball, whatever, you know. And I thought, you know, their schedule was a little bit easy. 
And then they went on this little road trip and put the smack down on everybody. And I was like, good shit, you know. They did get ran by Dallas and the best young player in the game right now. But besides yeah. that, they went on a three-game road trip, and they got they got they did their business, handled easy work, everybody. Easy work, easy work. All work is easy work for the Lakers right now, man. It's feeling good out here. But um, that's a discussion for another podcast, man. And I myself might just get on and talk some shit over there on the heavy-handed edition. But um, for the game, man, I think we all said enough. Uh, Outsiders broadcast for Will out there in Houston. Syme out there in Seattle. Janelle over there in Central New York, R.C., in the Central Valley, and myself in God's vacation and spot. Until the next time, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.